When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, hello again, everybody. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show, QFTA. Timothy Michael McKernan from the Longo Biggs Studios, which are my basement, which is my basement, are, which is my basement, are my basement. Is? I think it's is. Hmm. We'll talk about that more. Jackson Burkett from the uh, Hubbard Radio Studios, where he is fresh off of doing Balloon Party. Jackson, my understanding was both of us were off this entire week. Uh, what came to pass that brought you into the studios today? Uh, so today I got a, uh, well, yesterday I got a text from Mike Ryder, who is the executive producer. Midnight Ryder, executive producer, 101 ESPN. Yeah, and he texted me. He said, hey, we're going to plan on doing the uh, producer party where we have uh, Matt Rocchio, Marshy Marsh, and the playful posse, Good Morning Grant, Bradford joined the fray today. Really? Uh, yeah, Bradford was in there today. So we had all the cooks in the kitchen. And uh, I hopped. They said, you want to hop in? I said, you know what? That sounds that sounds grand. I can still sleep in, come in, do an hour, hang out with the guys. And then uh, you texted me a little later and said, hey, you want to do QFTA? I said, perfect. I'll be here anyways. Well, well, come on in. The water is warm. You got to do a little balloon partying today, Jackson and I, and all of TMA. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. January 2nd. I was leaving the Blues game last night, took my wife and my older son, and a a gentleman said, I'll be listening in the morning. I said, you're more than welcome to, but I'll be sleeping when you're listening, so you'll have to wait until next week. I have, uh, as as is the case, I love the week in between Christmas and New Year's uh, because I just, I unplug, I relax, I sleep in until 8.30, which is pretty aggressive for me. What is uh what's what's going on with you? Uh, you're a man in love still, I assume. <laughs> Things are going well, and uh, certainly going well in that department. And uh, nice, just really getting... invested on that. <laughs> I appreciate you. It's uh it's just yeah, sleeping in, which is lovely. Uh, having some leisure time just to hang out. Really, really. What nice. are you doing with your leisure time? I'm legitimately curious about this. This isn't polite conversation. I don't make polite conversation. No, I know. Uh, uh what I've been doing. Uh, first thing when I wake up every morning on this is, uh, hit the gym, you know, get that going, get, uh, get some, some sweat going. I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing a lot of book reading, a lot of book learning, uh, hanging out with my friends, you know, like you can go get beers with your friends at like 8 PM and not have to worry about being all messed yeah. up in the morning. Like just doing who, and there's friends in town who usually aren't. So that part is nice. Just, just like having nights back, you know, where you can like stay out and drink until like midnight and not have to worry about it has been big for me. So last night, uh, 
my older son, who usually only gets two periods of Blues games, right. made the request to stay for all three periods. And so we did. So that is an example of, <laughs> was prime, of what yeah. it's like when uh, when we don't have to get up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning. But we will be doing uh, QFTA this week and then back for all of the shows uh, starting on Tuesday. Uh, it's up on YouTube. Uh, and you can participate with live questions and comments on the TMA YouTube channel for those of you participating. Uh, and I guess I posted that we were going to do it on the fan page on, on Facebook, but I didn't post it on uh, any other social media. Uh, so, Jackson, I don't know if you wanted to tweet it out to yeah, have the Friends right of the now. Feather join us. Yeah, feel free. We thank all of our sponsors who have made it possible for a number of years now, and that includes the Longo Big Studio sponsor, in addition to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. I know he is down in Dallas for Missouri and Ohio State, which will be tomorrow night at the time of this recording on uh, December 28th, 2023. Uh, James Carlton is my insurance agent, and he is available for you at carltoninsurance.net. Man, am I a big fan of that James Carlton. And you'll see 300, I think it's 49, 349 five-star reviews when you Google him and type in James Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. carltoninsurance.net, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, we dined over by his office uh, on Tuesday, went to the shack, haven't been to Grassi's yet, went to Adriana's, mm. um, and uh, I, I think we're going to do like a, a sandwich shop world tour here yeah. uh, over vacation, so we will be hitting spots uh, between now and uh, when we return to work. Uh, Mark Hanna is online at evergreenstl.com. He is a first-class individual. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling. I had a listener DM me last night, had an issue with his furnace, and uh, is immediately booked it uh, at designairservice.com to work with the great Seth Goldcamp and his staff of Design Air Heating and Cooling, official HVAC provider of TMA and this Tim McKernan Show podcast. And, of course, 7 o'clock hour sponsor on TMA and also the official automotive provider, of the Tim McKernan Show and TMA, and that is Munganas St. Louis Acura and Munganas Burkhardt Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And uh, they make this podcast possible. Let me go into the YouTube chat just to just to see what the people are saying. How was the YouTube chat uh, today on on Balloon Party? Uh, I didn't I didn't necessarily look today. However, uh, I was, was that was that for like fear reasons or you just oh. didn't have the like who was running the board were you running the board no good morning grant ran the board good morning grant and then rock ran point uh because you know he's warmed up he just did three hours of radio he's ready to rock and sure. uh, uh i who's, who's doing the opening drive this week uh today it was randy brooke and rock so i don't know if anything changed on that front for this week not positive though but uh I, I I was in your chair today, which really felt special. And wow. The one that had to be an honor. It was. Did you, did, you, did, you, did you remove the phone books? Uh, yeah, took those down. Didn't need them today, no. but uh, I, I kept them in a safe spot for you. And then um, you. I uh, I know Don Peepee was in the YouTube chat. So oh, he hasn't matters. taken a day off. No, no, there's no days off for the Don. Uh, all right, uh, Jackson, uh, Brad says, morning, Loomster says, hey, fellas, Jake Reynolds says, hi, Tim, the skeleton has been straight fire, tip of the cap to all who make it happen, much appreciated, Brad says, TMA all day has been great, props to Plowboy, 
Uh, Tony Killebrew asks about Josh Innes. How about that whole deal? Josh Innes filled in last week. Is that correct? Thursday. And you worked with him when I was out yep. on Thursday and Friday? Yep, Thursday and Friday of last week, and then he filled in Tuesday of this week as well. And I think Danny Mack was on yesterday for Balloon Party. Um, and uh, Oh, Dan McLaughlin did yesterday? I believe so, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Janie Shanahan says, well, I'm as hard as the day is long. And DH Galaxy says, good morning, Burke. What's up, DH Galaxy? Is this one of your Ledoux slash Missouri friends, or is this just like a... Uh, it looks like just a guy. It looks like... A... <laughs> I, I, I don't have any friends who go by DH Galaxy, but hey. well, I, but I thought I thought like like your your yeah your boys who spend time in the Smoky Mountains together. I thought those are the only ones who call you that. That was my reason for asking. And that's a very that's a good read. Yeah, uh, but that, I do. Yeah, but that is not the case. I, I don't. Per- maybe your sweet know. sweet tie isn't DH Galaxy. No, no, he's up in New Hampshire, living it up. Yeah, live free or die. That's, That's my right. credo. Penny saved. Penny. Or I got a bunch of. Uh, I got a bunch here. I got a. I mean, I got a. I, I like. I told. I think. I. I think I told Jackson this before we started. Maybe I said it when we were recording. Hell, I don't know. Uh, but my son has a hockey tournament this afternoon, and uh, so we have a hard out at twelve fifteen. So I'm going to get in as much as we can, and then I will return to uh, vacationing here in the Hamptons. Uh, and uh, and then we'll all be back together on Tuesday. Uh, let's see. All right, Jackson. I'm, I'm this is I'm going from the email to start. One, two, three, four, five. You get the choice, and you just name a number one through five, and then I will pick it. Although, again, I could just theoretically pick whatever I want. I I am a man of honor, and I will I will respect that. So you give a number one through five, and I will read in that order in my email inbox. Take your pick. Let's go with number two, Tim. You're going with number two. All right. Uh, that comes from, let's see if he gave his name. He did. He just gave his first name, Dan. Hey, Dan. Uh, and he says, hey, Tim, one of the things I've noticed in the news recently is the deal sports teams are trying to, or rumored to be, putting together new stadiums, usually outside of downtowns, where the team either owns or has a significant stake in the ownership of the entertainment surrounding the stadium itself. Basically similar to a ballpark village situation, but now every team seems to think it's a must-have. I can only assume this is being done in suburban locations because it's easier to acquire the land for the area around the stadium, and cities can only afford to kick in a certain amount toward new buildings these days. So the best way to maximize revenue on games days, if you can't afford to put in a ton of the insanely expensive amenities, then the way to squeeze more out of your fans is to control all the amenities around the stadium. Examples of this I see in the news recently are the Chicago Bears, Dallas Mavericks, Washington Capitals, and Wizards. Yeah, that just that's a recent one, mm-hmm. super recent. I realize this is pretty long-winded, but my takeaways from this are, number one, what does this say about the future of downtown stadiums and possibly the death of downtowns in general? And number two, how long before the St. Louis Blues catch on to this and begin working on a project like this away from downtown. They seem like ideal candidates for this new type of stadium, given that the city probably can't come up with as much incentive-wise as someone in the county, and also because there is next to nothing in terms of fan entertainment currently surrounding Enterprise Center. Thanks, I'll hang up and listen. That comes from Dan. Uh, Dan, uh, it's a wonderful observation. I think it's astute. I recall... Sometime, not in 2023, but before 2022, maybe 2021, 
I made an observation that at the time received, um, I guess, pushback, I don't know, backlash, uh, official social media, mm. you know, term. But and I think it wasn't necessarily because people, when they think about it, disagree with it. I think it just it's kind of one of those things that is um, goes against some form of dogma. And so that initially will oftentimes by a healthy percentage of a listening audience be met with resistance. One of my examples over uh, the last 15 years that I cite is writing a column on InsideSTL.com. I think it was August of 2010, and I wrote it would make essentially, I mean, this has been 13 years now, but essentially it would make no sense for the Cardinals to sign Albert Pujols when he's a free agent after 2011, operating on the premise that he is going to be paid a ridiculous amount of money because it would be fiscally irresponsible. That, of course, now I think most people would agree was correct. Uh, that's not I didn't write it, of course, based on results, because what are we, Jackson? We don't kink shame and we're not results oriented. Right. But uh, it, it, it just struck me as very obvious and logical. However, in August of 2010, while Albert Pujols is having this Hall of Fame career to write in St. Louis that the Cardinals should not sign him after he's a free agent in 2011, following the 2011 season, was met with. You know, people were stunned by it and or, for whatever reason, pissed off that I wrote it. I, I draw somewhat of a parallel to this opinion, which, again, strikes me as very obvious. Uh, but for the people who will be listening to this and or watching it live right now, it goes against because most people who are watching this have grown up with the stadiums being in downtown St. Louis. There's there in my opinion, I guess I shouldn't say factually because it's my opinion, but there is highly, highly unlikely percentages. And I'm talking about whatever it would be. God, I'd give it I personally I'd give it like one percent uh, that the St. Louis Blues and St. Louis Cardinals are playing their respective games in downtown St. Louis in 2050. And it's just to me that strikes me as God. If I could bet that up, right. I, I would I would take all bets, whatever I could possibly handle. It's 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 like obvious as fuck. Um, but I would bet that for a lot of people, not necessarily listeners or or, or viewers of 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 TMA or um, this podcast, uh, because I think we've talked about it a little more on, on this and TMA, but if I were to say this on like uh, 101 or Cam Wex um, or a place where you might have an older audience or just not people used to this kind of conversation, it would be met with, you know, anger, resistance, whatever. But to me, it strikes me as incredibly obvious. Now, the reason that Dan suggests, uh, is not necessarily where I'm coming from. I just operate on the premise that downtowns are a dying phenomena. And, and also I don't think are necessary to regions growth. Um, I think downtowns are perhaps more a product of, of for the most part, not exclusively regions, St. Louis and East. For those of you who have been to, 
Los Angeles, Phoenix, um, Las Vegas, uh, you know, think about those downtowns. Right. And then, and then think about, you know, those regions growth. I suppose you could even include Dallas uh, in there. I think downtowns are more of a byproduct of, uh, you know, 19th, 20th century America. Yeah. And, and St. Louis was a part of that, but the city's further to the West. And again, it's not an absolute point being, I just don't think it's necessary. And I was a big, big, big pro downtown person i just don't think it's it's necessary and i think dollars spent trying to chase that dogma are dollars spent unwisely jackson your thoughts yeah i'm trying to think of like something where i could refute that and be like no no then downtown's important but i I like dan's point about the entertainment centers around uh sporting venues i think that's huge i think it's a massive money maker and i think all stadiums going forward or at least most are going to include something like that because people want to hang out before and after games and if you have something right there it'd be really nice i think in an ideal world we would have all of our sports teams playing in the shadow of the arch in downtown but practically logistically it would make more sense if you're trying to acquire more land and be closer to a population center that you would build it again closer to a population center where you could get more land for more stuff and make more money you know it's atlanta and what the braves have done and have done quickly with moving out of what was turner field to now is it truest it was sun trust i think it's it's truest truest, yeah which is uh i think north of downtown i've driven past it and before you even feel like you're in atlanta you see the ballpark if you're heading south uh on the right side kind of up on a hill whereas turner fields in downtown and in on your left and it's still there at least it was still mm-hmm. there last time i drove through there a couple of years ago um and the reason for it was to move the population that way the hockey tournament i'll be going to here in 40 minutes uh, is in, in Chesterfield. And I don't spend a whole lot of time in, in Chesterfield. It's nothing against Chesterfield. It's just I don't really leave my little two-mile radius except to go do the, the show. Uh, and I'm just, I'm out there and I'm like, this is this is where the population is going. Now, I, I, I allocate a percentage or two to the possibility that these built ballparks and um, stadiums would be in downtown in 2050 which, you know, that's not that far off, as kind of crazy as that may sound, um, you know, 26 years away, because I think there is a possibility, which may be counterintuitive at the moment, that land, buildings, whatever you would want to use in St. Louis City would be so cheap that you could experience a rebirth because of that, because sharp investors would see that as an opportunity to buy low and then potentially redevelop that right now, which is, you know, about as burned out as it can get. And again, this is coming from somebody who lived on Washington Avenue for three years and loved it, by the way. I happened to live there at like its, its high point. It was like living in Manhattan, but it was only two blocks as right. opposed to, you know, an entire island. Um, so that, that is a possibility. Uh, the Cardinals are invested in it and, uh, that would stand to reason. But again, 26 years away, that, that ballpark in Atlanta 
Turner Field didn't last 26 years. Mm -hmm. So while it might sound crazy now, uh, you know, the new Bush Stadium and new is is probably a relative term at this at this point will be in its 18th or 19th season. Yeah, 18th, uh, I think. Coming up. And the ballpark the Cardinals left, my personal favorite of the two, they were in for 40 years. So the lifespan is approaching midlife. Again, that might sound really fucked up, but that is the mathematical reality. Uh, I would love it, for the record, if downtown St. Louis experienced a resurgence. I still think, again, and I view that anytime I say this, it's like, well, Tim McKernan says he'd buy stock in St. Louis. He must be really high on it. There's, there, there's, there, That's not the way you buy stocks, though. Not that I'm some wizard investor. I do it because it's it's buying it's buying at like its lowest point of value. Right, value. So, yeah, that that's that's I don't go. I think it's about to go into Austin or Nashville. It's through the lens of, well, shit. It's Jordan Belfort's penny stocks. Right. I'll buy it. What the hell? I have nothing to lose. So I would say you would have to experience development. You'd have to experience a leadership shift, whether it be uh, in, in City Hall or some kind of merger or St. Louis City rolling into St. Louis County because what you currently have as far as leadership goes, it's 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 got no chance. But again, you're talking about two and a half decades uh, and a lot can happen in that amount of time. I mean, if you go two and a half decades back, uh, I think a lot of St. Louisans would be stunned that St. Louis is now trending like on a steep decline versus some of the regions that are experiencing a steep incline. Um, such as, you know, the obvious ones, Nashville, Austin, um, but who will it be next? And, you know, I, I say this and I say it in part, sincerely, why not St. Louis? The difference is when I say, why not St. Louis? I can, I can give you a number of reasons, but still, if people are tired of expenses on the coasts, and or migrating to other portions of the country. And certainly a lot of that is, is weather focused. Um, St. Louis would provide an alternative if in fact uh, that still remains an option with remote work. All right, uh, Jackson, I wanna make sure I get to as many as possible. So I'm going to, let me go into the YouTube chat and then the TMA fan page, see what's doing there. Um, Anything stand out? Uh, Hunchback of Uncastle says Wrigleyville has lost all its city charm with their version of Ballpark Village. It ruined the great vibes. I haven't been there for that. I mean, I've been to Wrigleyville, but I haven't been there recently. So I, I can't speak to that. I, I'll ask the people in the YouTube chat if they've uh, if they share that opinion that comes from Hunchback of Uncastle. Uh, Don Peepee, who I gather you said was present for Balloon Party today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Uh, said, how was your Christmas this year? I find I love Christmas more since I had my child. How would you describe your views on Christmas now that you have kids? That is absolutely the case. I used to say this for a number of years, and I guess, Jackson, we've only been working together since uh, I have been a father. Mm -hmm. But from about 2000 to, uh, I guess, through 2017, it just was like, oh, I got to go through the motions. And it was kind of, uh, you know, because I didn't have kids. And at that point, I'm in my mid-20s. And you're just kind of like, you know, it just it didn't carry the same thing. Sure. Now I am able to enjoy it quite a bit more um, with having with having two, two sons. And I guess my two-year-old 
uh, will be able to uh, appreciate it quite a bit more next year. And certainly with having a six-year-old, he is he is at peak enjoyment. What about you uh, on, on the holiday season? Um, how is it? Uh, how is it for you at 25 years old? I love it. I just love, I love you know anytime you can have an excuse for like all you're doing is hanging out with family and, and enjoying yourself. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, I love I love the holiday season. I like uh, Christmas music. I like I like the smell of a of a real Christmas tree. Gets me in a good mood. So yeah, I'm a big uh, I'm a big holiday Yuletide season fan. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I I'm whimsical. I can be whimsical. <laughs> whimsical. Yeah. Uh, let me see what I got here in the uh, the TMA fan page where I posted that we would. Uh, Mia Milano was my uh, mm-hmm. was my friend today. Pivoting off of Ella Reese, who's kind of been dormant during the holiday season. That has ruined the holiday season for me. She's been she's been dormant. She needs to focus, Tim. She needs to lock in. Thank you. That was the t- was that the title of last week's podcast? Last week or two weeks ago, yeah. Uh, Ella Reese needs to focus. Let's see what we've got here. Where's that? Oh, there's there's Mia Milano. So now I know I'm in the right spot. Let me see if there's one that appeals to me. Uh, all right, Barnhart Brawler. Well, oh, another stadium-focused question. What's the deal with stadium food these days? Why is everything fancy and expensive? I don't need a carving station at the ballpark or restaurant-quality pork steaks at the dog's park. What happened to just some cheap and easy staples to tide you over whilst watching the game? Now stadiums have to have these crazy amenities, and it really grinds my gears. What do you think about it? Are they doing too much, or am I just a cranky poor? That's from the Barnhart Brawler. Uh, I do like, for example, I went to Enterprise Center last night for the Blues and the Stars. It did not. Uh, I, I just, even though we were, were sitting right by Shake Shack and mm. High Point and Chicken Out, I'm just not going to. Me personally eat there, but that's because I am fucked in the head and eat on a schedule and, and all of these things to, uh, to maintain, you know, what, what, what clearly is a, a St. Louis 10 mm-hmm. as far as, as far as appearance goes and, and just really, uh, trying to balance my lack of height with, with a combination of a lack of cellulite. That's, that's really what I wake up and I, and I look in the mirror with my goal. Um, I also just being real blunt with everybody. I just don't know if the quality would be the same mm-hmm. at at one of these venues. Is that right? And, and since I don't eat there, I don't know that. It, it's simply speculative. Is that accurate, Jackson? I don't know if Very. you sit there and pound Shake Shack when you go to the. <laughs> I know you go to a lot of Blues games. I was at the Enterprise Center Friday night for the Dragon Rights game. That went well. <laughs> right. I was about to say, yeah. don't float a bluff my way that you went to a Blues game. No, but I, I've. Uh... I went to one. I've been to one Blues game this year, and I won't name the restaurant. But the quality of the food was not near what their flagship brick and mortar store uh, is accustomed to. It was much worse. So yes, I agree with you in that sense. I remember that they put in a Lions choice into Mizzou Arena. Uh, oh, did they really? I didn't my, know that. My junior or senior year, and I got it. And I said, "This is not Lions choice. This is this is something else." So. Uh, yeah, the, the quality of stadium food, but just like anything, like anytime you're asking people to leave the comfort of their homes where they can literally watch anything, you got to evolve and innovate. And if fancier food options or, or more local restaurants in the stadium is going to get a certain percentage of people to come, then it's I guess it's worth it because it's harder and harder to get people out of their homes. So you got to have some sort of incentive. 
You haven't you haven't heard this in in a week, and I'm sure you miss it. Uh, but I, I think you're on the right path. But there, I, I I could be off on this. Let me make it clear. It's not like I'm the answer key. Mm-hmm. But what sports teams, which speaks to the first email we had from Dan on, uh, you, you want to maximize the experience, but you're maximizing the experience not from an altruistic perspective. It always goes back to dollars. That's what I talk about with with our shows. Um, that is that is our version of batting average ERA, just like any other business. But oftentimes when it comes to that which people utilize through the lens of being entertained by, whether it be our shows or sports or movies, music, it's almost an inconvenience and therefore uh, something that is just intuitively, I think, rejected when you start to enter in the business discussion because then it's a reminder that everything is revolving around at least in the United States, the dollar. And so if you are going to spend as much as you spend to build a, a stadium um, in St. Louis, it's going to be privately financed, um, and you are going to spend as much as you do on rosters and you have these expenses, then it, it it's not just about your television. It's not just about your attendance. You then also have to go, okay, how can we drive up a price when it comes to a ticket and or increase revenue when it comes to concessions. And so you can only go to a certain point where people will pay for a hot dog. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I don't get Shake Shack or Chicken Out or High Point when I'm at a blues game. My guess is, and I feel pretty confident, I'm operating at a 90% confidence level, that if I were to go get a Shake Shack double cheeseburger and there is a new location in De Pere, which has me is that right? all, all I am so wet right now. I really <laughs> am. I really am. Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be hitting it. And with a drive-through too, I think in your turf, Ladue, I don't believe there's no. a drive-through. No. Yeah. No. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very damp, but I would imagine the price at the enterprise center Shake Shack is higher for the same product than at my new DePere location. Dan, I don't know that, but if you're asking me to bet it, I would bet it all day long. Yeah, I would say that that is accurate. So therefore, that money filters through to either Tom Stillman or if Dave Checkett still has ownership of the concessions, and I don't know when that expired. But either way, that's that's the game, and that is why it is done. I It's not like I'm like, oh, I would eat here if it were a hot dog. But alas, it is not, and so I shan't eat. But I understand for a lot of people, it's like I'm. I just want to eat something, as Barnhart Brawler said, and I don't want to spend, you know, twenty five dollars when I could get a hot dog, at least in my memory, for five dollars. Right. So that I can see. But but again, it it goes through the lens of the dollar, and it's certainly not exclusive to St. Louis. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
All right, Jackson, what time are we at? We are at 11.48. That could mean we have time for one question. Maybe we'll get three in. What number do you think we will get? Because I'm, I'm a hard out at 12.15. I'll set the over at one and a half, and I'll take the over on it. Okay, wow, look at that. All right, uh, let's see. Let me go back into the, uh, the Facebook. Somebody is asking uh, Kurt Fultz, uh, what are your holiday season pet peeves? All right, what, is your, what are your holiday season pet? Because you just talked about how much you enjoy the holiday season. What about you? Holiday season, uh, I, I, I think that there is no more uh, boring, uh, pointless similar to is a hot dog a sandwich than asking is Die Hard a Christmas movie. I have no interest in discussing that <laughs> ever talking about it. That's another yeah. social media. Oh God. It's like, it's, it's the equivalent of LeBron. Off category. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't care. You can call whatever you want. Uh, call the Christmas movie. I don't care. That, that <laughs> well, you're really, dig- you're really digging deep. Mine, mine's going to appeal to more people, I think, but I, but I got to tell you, I share, I don't even know if I've seen, I think I've seen the movie Die Hard. I don't know, whatever. It's one of those, I don't know, you know, <laughs> right. Gus Johnson's the second coming because I'll get likes if I tweet it type yeah. of take. Right. Uh, mine is, but you, you're not there. And on top of it, I don't, I, does your family, you know, I'm Catholic, you're Jewish. Right. My wife's family's Lutheran, so our, our Christmas experiences are different, just like my Hanukkah experience is different than yours. No doubt. So, so we're not having an apples to apples conversation, but if slash when you do settle down and if slash when you were to settle down with a Gentile, uh, then you're, you're going to have a different experience. And I still, and my wife was talking about this and here I am and, and, and now to her as well, we've had, God, I guess 15, 16 Christmases together. We're still driving all over yeah. St. Louis to go to a bunch of things on Christmas Eve and Christmas. And it just takes away from the relaxation and enjoyment of it. And I don't, I don't really have a solution because people, you know, you want to see as many people as you can and you try to appease families and so on and so forth. But it just, I I don't think of Christmas Eve and Christmas through the lens of what I would imagine a lot of people who are, would be my age peer group at this point, you know, when you're 25 and you have a girlfriend or maybe you're newlywed, you're still doing the, because you don't have a, a home where you're going to be hosting. Right. But at this point in my life, also with children, I'm surprised that I'm still doing the, okay, we'll be at Christmas Eve here for maybe an hour and then we'll drive a half hour, 45 minutes to have Christmas Eve for two hours here and then we'll drive home and then we'll wake up and we'll open presents and then we'll drive here and then we'll drive back. And it's just... But, you know, I, I, I suppose that I suppose the uh, good part of that um, and the reason why we're still doing that is in, in both of our cases, all four of our parents are still with us. And so if you give me the, the, the trade off, yeah. obviously, I'm taking that all day long. I think that's the reason why I think I don't know. But if the, but yes, absolutely. I just I would love to just go to one place and sit and be able to bullshit with people who I know and am close to and have some libations and uh and not be like oh shit i gotta drive so therefore i'm not gonna drink and then secondly we got an hour here and then i gotta go somewhere else that's 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 my pet peeve but but at the same time i think for other people christmas is you know seeing people you you don't see often and you know that that's what you want so 
like I said, uh, and producer Joe, I think said at one time, I think he said some people like things and some people don't like other things. Bingo, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's why he's such a sage. Uh, Jackson, uh, we're going to go to a second question here. I'm aware that Doug would be disappointed in me for asking. Uh, and I could, in theory, listen to some clips as part of TMA all day. However, is there a reason all segments pre-August 2017 aren't available on TMASDL.com? Uh, Jackson, when it comes to tech questions, I am not your man. Uh, do you have any idea? It's a problem that we are working on rectifying. I am aware of Oh, is that right? Holy shit. Yeah. I just figured you'd say, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm aware of it, and we're, we're working on rectifying it, so stay tuned. What, oh, really? What is, what is the deal? It was, wow. It was, it was I, along, I am learning with you, the audience. Yeah, this it, is wonderful. It was along with the transfer that we had when we came over to Hubbard, and we're transferring seconds. That was two years ago. Massive library. We just run into a snag with it. I'm working with Hubbard Tech, so... I, I understand the complaint. Working on it, baby. Uh, I, 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 I see you. I see for you. Uh, ATM. Wow. News. I'm an ATM. I just, I, I, I just, I just, I just figured that that was. I don't, I don't know what I figured. <laughs> I know we have it all. Yeah. Well, we have it all going back to like 2010. We still have everything. We just it's an issue with broken links. And whenever I mean, really, you have 12. I guess now 13 years of segments forever. You know, with different softwares that it went through, there's some technical snafus when you make a huge transfer to a to a new thing. So we're working. I understand. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm asking. Although this. 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 I am now representing like, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, stuff that we occasionally get ourselves, where people will email in a manner or post on social media in a manner that they would never do if it were a face to face interaction. Um. But I'm asking from a place of sincerity, and I really didn't expect to get an answer on this. I, I wasn't even really asking for myself. I was just reading in order chronologically, actually. Why? Why? It's been two years, so why is it? Why are we? Why isn't it done? Yeah, fair question. Um, <laughs> I I would love to be like. And I don't even think it's your responsibility, actually. So that's why I'm surprised when you said we are working on it. I'm like, oh well. I, I feel I, I feel an obligation, but I'm not just following up for the audience. I'm legitimately following up for my own interest. No, I get not that. that I go back to listen to clips of myself, but I'm just curious. No doubt. Um, yeah, I, I, if it was like solely like like I do all of this and it would be up to me, I could right. give you a great answer to it. But I am working with people who also deal with right thousands of other shows, not thousands, but a bunch of other shows across the the area of Hubbard, so I'm, I'm working on it. I, I apologize. You're it's been too long, and so it's on me because I have not put it high enough on my priority list. But I I, I, I know from like a digital department standpoint, and this goes back to when I said things are prioritized based on dollars. No money. I mean, literally zero is made off of TMA all day. And you can just, uh, I think Doug likes it when I say full stop. <laughs> yes, big, he does. Big <laughs> full stop. So as far as a priority, it's just, it's just not there. And then this is not KFNS where, you know, we're one of four shows or whatever. You know, you have just in St. Louis, God, I would guess, I don't know, I'll say 25 shows. Maybe I'm off on that but you know and then you multiply that by eight markets so then now if we're going to say each market has 25 shows then the math is pretty easy you're talking about 200 shows 
and priorities are going to be given to that which is responsible for revenue and TMA all day, while it certainly can be a source of entertainment for, I don't know, maybe a, 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 any number I would say would be pure guess um, and, and something that can get the plowhawk going when it's when the skeleton is brought up. It's it's it exists essentially because we were going on to a radio station and as opposed to playing music on 105.7 HD2 all day, the thought process, well, oh, well, we'll just make it TMA all day. And then people who are fans of the show, kind of like the Howard 100 thing, can listen to what was a rebroadcast of that day's show and now just best ofs. Um, so that's the reason for it is not like, oh, well, we'll generate this much revenue off the live show and then we'll generate another, you know, 25% of that from uh, TMA all day. The, you know, essentially entirety of the annual revenue for TMA comes between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. Um, I, I suppose the, the percentage that I wouldn't allocate there would be events. But, you know, I, I obviously know that the dollars uh, that, that come in for the show and I can tell you whether it be somebody who's interested and expresses it to me via email or they just reach out to our sales staff. They don't say, you know, I really like that live show they do between seven and ten, but I wanted to focus on playing my ads at five o'clock at night right. when they're replaying the man and woman press conference, you know, that's, that's not the way that it, it works. So therefore, because it is a non-revenue generator, it is not going to be prioritized. Um, that doesn't mean that it, it can't be done. It's just, if I do know how things work, many of you, I'm sure work in corporations and you just kind of understand that that's the way, uh, that things work. I don't have a bad thing to say about Hubbard, uh, just, period. Couldn't be happier as far as the, the quality of people and the professionalism for real. I'm not just saying it. I don't really, you know, you know, it's not like I'm going to get a check if I say nice things. I mean, it's just the truth. But I also also understand how business works. Now, if, if this were impacting the live show, which is where the money is tied to, then that would be a different conversation. But this is this is a very unique thing. I would imagine it's the only thing in all of Hubbard stations where you have one show replaying all day. Right. Um, and certainly, and I also would imagine it's an easy fix, but at the same time, I know I couldn't do it. And so maybe it's not an easy fix. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be curious about it. It's a good question. Fair it's question. just one that I, I really didn't expect to, I didn't expect your answer, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair question and we are well aware and working. So apologies. That's, it's, it's on me. All right. So is this something you're telling the audience you are going to rectify in a, in a time frame that you would like to give out right now here on December 28th, 2023? <laughs> I don't want to give out a time frame, but I, I will rectify the issue. I will. I Look will at you. Sure wow. I'll make sure it gets done. Okay. How about this? Because I know. I uh, how about this? Old segments. Uh, who is a person in the public? Timmy Recaps, superstar of QFTA. Uh, who is a person in the public eye, athlete, politician, celebrity, mogul, etc.? If given the opportunity, you would pay to travel to interview, if anyone. God, that's a good question. And I say it's a good question because I think it's a good question, but it's also because I don't have an answer to it. And, and, and we're obviously doing this live, so I haven't thought about it. I'm, I know that there would be a variety of answers, but the one I've always talked about that, that of course, would have like a sliver of interest would be Quinn Snyder. Hmm. That's I'd, all. That's I'd be like interested. A, 
I know. Mm -hmm. And maybe like a few thousand people. But as far as like a massive, the people in part, some of the people that, that come to mind, I feel like are either playing characters and therefore I don't want to interview them because I'll be interviewing the character and it won't be an honest interview or they just have they, their their brains are so fried mm-hmm. that it would be it would be pointless yeah, there's that. <laughs> you know and so uh, the, so that the, that's kind of where I'm that's where the names that are popping through my head uh God, I don't know. I, I may go into the YouTube chat and see if anybody's got any suggestions as we go through it. Crocky, that's a nice one. That, the, the YouTube chat, yeah. just wonderful. That's a great that's one. one. Crocky would absolutely be, that is, a, that is a great answer. Tip of the cap to the people uh, because that, that, uh, that is, that's, 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 I don't know how good the interview would be. I'll tell you this, and I actually think it's possible because, you know, the dragon was slayed. Indeed it was, Tim. Um, and I had a, I, I think I could call it a close relationship with him. Uh, I could see a time where Kevin Demoff and I do an interview. I really could. That would be incredible. I, 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 I the Cronky the one ain't going to happen. The Cronky one just, I, I mean, maybe it would, but he doesn't do interviews anyway. Right, I don't think he's saying yes to anybody. Right. When someone say Louis. But I, I could see a demoff one. I that, really could see a demoff one. That would be that, awesome. I'm so I, I say this, and I I hope it's taken. I don't know. I, actually, I don't hope because I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, I I, uh, I want to get back into doing interviews. You know, when when I did the uh, STL Bucket List podcast. And I saw their setup, and I guess that's where – I don't guess. Now I know. It's where Cam Jansen and Andy Strickland do their podcast. Oh, really? It's the same studio. Nice. Oh, yeah. You didn't know? Nope. You're you're watching the Cam Jansen, Andy Strickland hockey podcast. There's not a chance in hell that's the case. No, no. I just – I'm aware that they have one. It's just, I believe it's a very successful oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, um, they do it from the same studio. And then the, the, I, I was being told of the economics of that setup. I want to, I, part of me just like wants to, not because I ball so hard, but just in general with the business, with sound story, like buy a building and then turn that building into a variety of studios for sound story, for the Tim McKernan show, possibly eventually for TMA, if we were to, you know, bring everything in house and, and then therefore, you know, acquire some real estate and then also have everything under one umbrella, albeit these, and I'm talking about a variety of different LLCs, but still, you know, it, it could be worked out. And because a podcast studio is more like STL Bucket List, it's not their studio. I think it's Half Coast Media. I think that's the name of the production studio where Cam and Andy Strickland do their podcasts. Um, you're more like on a couch and just bullshitting with people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I could be on my couch here in my basement, except, you know, you should have a microphone. And I love doing interviews. I love doing interviews. I just don't have the time to take on that responsibility. And also it's not something that you do as far as booking guests, nor is it something that when you were hired, it was, it, you were told would be part of your responsibility. So I need to like see if Sea Monster wants to come out of retirement. <laughs> and start booking left and right. And start booking guests. And then I, I love having conversations. I like, like whether it be Howard Stern, Joe Buck show, which occasionally will pop up in my TikTok feed, Graham Bensinger. Mm. I love those kinds of shows. Some podcasts, 
where they're just interviews, conversations. I love that. And I love doing it. But I can't responsibly add to TMA, Balloon Party, the Tim McKernan Show, and Sound Story, and then go. Okay, now we're going to go back to booking guests, and 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 it's just I just I just wouldn't have that. And also attempting to be you know a husband and father, I just right. can't do it. But I would love to do that, and in that case, I would love to have that conversation with Kevin Demoff. And in a way, and I don't know this, I haven't had a. He texted me from inside the voting room in Houston in January of 16. God, that's eight years ago, man. Ugh. Fuck. Yep. Eight years ago. Crazy. Almost eight years ago. Uh, and that is the last conversation. I wonder if I have that text still. That I don't know if deep. I would. That'd be deep cut. Let me, uh, You've gotten a new phone since then, I assume. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I thought maybe the... Uh, no, yeah, it's not in there anymore. Um, but it was essentially... Um, you know, Howard Balzer was reporting that Stan Kroenke stood up in front of all the NFL owners and said, uh, if you don't vote with me, I'm going to sue you all. Jesus. And uh, and so I think I was back. This is back before I just all my Twitter feed was the LSU wife <laughs> at the White House. Yeah. I, be- I believe I tweeted, uh, you know, or I quote tweeted it or whatever the fuck you call it. Um like, can you imagine Stan Kroenke standing up there, you know, being the orator he is uh, and, and making this passionate plea? And then Demoff texted me and said, I don't know where Howard's getting that, but that is 100% false. Um, and I'm like, oh, OK. And that was and then like an hour later, the Rams were on their way to Inglewood. Yeah. And that was the end of our uh, conversations. But we used to talk quite a bit. And in a way, I think he might like to do it because since then, not only are the Rams where they are. St. Louis now has, you know, an MLS team and an XFL team. Fair uh, and the Rams have won a Super Bowl in their own building. I mean, he's he could kind of do a victory lap. Uh, I could, I honestly could see him doing it. I would just, I would. The only question I would request is, why did Stan write the letter to the NFL? That I remember talking to him the night that that went out because I don't believe it was Stan who wrote it. I believe the gentleman who I'd be interviewing is the one who wrote it. Yeah, and then Stan signed it. Uh, that, that's I, do I know that? No, but I remember Kevin telling me on the phone. I was in my kitchen, uh, same house. He goes, well, people wanted to know how Stan felt. Now they know, Ugh. and I'm and I'm. I remember him telling me that. And I, and I remember going, but what was like, what was the point of that? Right. Like what? And I swear to you, I think it could be as simple as had, if they did not win the vote, as in the Rams didn't get Inglewood, they would have said, well, we can't go back to St. Louis now. Stan's burned the bridge. As dumb as that is, like as stupid as that would dictate where a franchise exists. I swear to you, I really, cause I don't think he felt like. I don't feel. I don't think. I don't think they felt that. In t- I think they thought the government here was incompetent. And if anything, that's a unifying take. Yeah. You know. Yeah, tough to argue that. One. Uh, and then it was, and it didn't have a lot of foresight, and that a lot of people from St. Louis didn't realize how Youngstown trajectory St. Louis is slash was, and they were trying to wake them up. Right. But I really believe that it was more about you know, hey, fuck off. We can't go back to St. Louis after Stan wrote that letter. I, that's what I think. And it's not like anybody's told me that. That's what I think. All right. 1207. Time for one more question. 
Manchild79 says, yep, I'd ship the role that Kevin wrote that letter be. Manchild and I are on the same page. Uh, Alan Dadeville says, I'm still waiting for the Pat Maroon David Freeze podcast. Oh, it's great. It exists. It's great. I wonder if people now think I was just making it up. I've listened to it. It's great. Oh, but the thing about it is, is Pat won two more cups. Yeah. Like it's, it's dated. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly, there's a moment, but when, when, I don't even know when we did it. It's like four years old now at this point, I think, I think we did it in June of 20. But some of those yeah. stories are, are as evergreen as they can get. Yeah. And then also I feel like I need to like circle back with both guys more freeze than Pat. Cause Pat is just kind of like whatever, <laughs> you, you know, he yeah. doesn't give a shit, but freeze now I think has three children and he's just like living a very, he's a golf addict. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's some, there are some stories in there and I don't say this because I do plan on, but I just got to like, okay, like, Hey guys, remember when we did that interview. Uh, but there were, there were certainly some, some topics in there that, uh, you know, at the time and, and, and freeze talked about stuff because Pat was there and Pat talked about stuff. Cause freeze were there. If it would just been me interviewing them individually, no way we would have gotten that. But they played off each other because they were in Anaheim together. I think one of the best ones was they were both fucked up at Mike Trout's house playing like Madden or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right on that, though. Like having them both there, like open, like it, yeah. almost, it was almost like them like one-upping each other with ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. And then both ganging up on me on my lack of athleticism and yeah. height. It worked know? really it well. Just, it was a good three-way. Yeah, I like. And that. I was a totally, I was a wonderful three-way. That's what I'm always looking to participate in. That's right. But uh, but yeah, like like when my son, my older son, uh, met Pat, who was kind enough to to meet up with a, a a friend of mine who passed away nearly a year ago today. As a matter of fact, uh, I was a hockey kid when the Lightning were in town, and Pat was on the Lightning. Uh, he you know met up with this this I believe he was around twelve at the time, and his daughter, and then a couple other kids, and my son was one of them. After the Lightning's morning skate. And Pat still with the height shot on me mm-hmm. and my son couldn't have found it more amusing <laughs> and he loved it. And I'm like, how do you even know the fact that I'm relatively speaking a small gentleman? And by the way, I'd be real careful about laughing about the bald shit and the height shit, because there's a good chance that this is, you are looking at your future, <laughs> yeah. you know, a whole thing called genetics there, young man. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got half of this. No, I, 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 I hope he gets, my wife's genetics, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, but, but, you know, I mean, Hey, there's a chance, you know, that he's, he's sitting at five, one bald himself here in like 15 years. So it's going to be a motherfucker. Uh, all right. What do we got? 12, 10. I probably should land the plane. Anything else, Jackson? I'm scrolling through. We got Missouri, Ohio state tomorrow night. Uh, I was talking with someone this morning who said, yeah, oh, yeah, he's down at the cotton bowl. And he goes, by the way, I, I've had a bunch of people ask me if I wanted to go, and I said, no, why would I want to go to that? And I feel like if we were doing the show this week, this this would be a source of consternation because you are either living for tomorrow night, Missouri, Ohio State, or you are, eh, it's an exhibition game, and I don't really and, – and, and I fall more in the latter category. Like, if Missouri wins, I won't be on a high. And if Missouri loses, I will still fall asleep, probably watching. We're watching Peaky Blinders. Do you watch that? Oh. I know you 
Oh, yeah. I, I get the sense you use Killian Murphy, so I had a feeling I'd get that reaction. Watch uh, watch the next couple seasons and tell me you wouldn't use him. Oh, we're, we're, we, 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 my wife and I were kind of irritated. We went to the Blues game last night and stayed for all three periods because we were too tired to watch another episode. We've only watched a couple episodes. So we're already in love with the show. Don't That's get me wrong. Yeah. Subtitles are necessary, and that Big comes time. from a, a fucking Mick like myself. It's still are necessary. Um, why was I talking about this? People are getting a chance to watch QFTA play out live oh that uh the, 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 i'll fall asleep watching peaky blinders of the office we're also rewatching the office uh tomorrow night in my mood will not be impacted in any way whether they win or lose and i'm not saying that to say i'm above it i'm saying it to say it's such a shame that this is what college football's quote-unquote postseason is i mean look at florida state they're going to have 19 guys who are a part of that undefeated season not playing against right. georgia last i checked yesterday it was they're 19 and a half point underdogs. I mean, it's just, it's not the same thing. And I saw Gabe and you know, I love Gabe. Right when I saw that tweet, I thought of you. Oh, so you know what tweet I'm talking about? Yep. What tweet was it? He goes, some about, it was something in regards to like, boy, look how good this ACC is. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, I, w- I almost wanted to text him, but then that would have been like something like somebody who I'm not really friends with, but has my number would hit me up, you know, and text me. And I'd be like, why are you texting me this shit? <laughs> even though Gabe and I, you know, have known each other for a quarter of a century. And I wanted to text him like, dude, <laughs> you're, you're like putting value on a, the outcome of a bowl game. Yeah. Like that's like, that's like guy who doesn't have friends or family around in the holidays and just wants to interact with nobody, you know, <laughs> they know on social media right. and give a bowl take. I'm like, that's not you, Gabe. Yeah. I mean, come the fuck on. Like, is the SEC bad because they lost to Oklahoma state last night? You know, I mean, it's just, right. Uh, I don't know. I, I, but at the same time, it's kind of like Christmas. It's not. It, it comes around in December, and it doesn't mean that much to me. But I know for everybody else, it does. I, it's not my. It's not my place to like say, "Hey, this shouldn't mean it." Like, let it mean to you what it means to you. Let it not mean much to me. I, for me, I want Missouri to beat Ohio State. But I had to like sit and cool off for an hour after the LSU game. Right. You were still upset forty eight hours later. It just. I can't. I can't make it into something that it's not. I, I don't think Ohio State's announced yet if Marvin Harrison Jr. is playing, even though he hasn't practiced. I mean, it's just if, – if, let me tell you something, Jackson. If Missouri and Ohio State were playing tomorrow night with the winner going to the Final Four, which is what it would be next year oh. at this time, I would be I would be beside myself right now. All we would be doing is talking about the game. Yes, but because it's the equivalent of the Cardinals playing the Marlins in Jupiter in February, I can't, for me it is, for me it is, I can't sit here and turn it into something that for me it is not. And I saw Ohio State sold like less than two-thirds of their ticket allotment. Right. You know, I mean, that's, you know. So if Missouri wins, wonderful. Ideally, they finish in the top five or top six in the country. That's great. If Missouri loses, it will impact me like a college basketball loss. And not I'm not saying that for you, but like for me, a college basketball loss in the regular season. It just doesn't have that. By the way, I also know I am in the minority when it comes. I think I'm like in like a 10% minority. Like I think it's 90-10 and I'm in the 10% minority. Uh, your thoughts and then I got to. I got to hit the road. Yeah, I'll make this quick because I'm kind of like I'm going into it just like, oh, I get to watch Mizzou one more time and I'll be with all my friends watching the game and it'll be fun. But unless the game has like high energy, like where I can tell the energy is like, okay, like both teams are really looking to play ball. 
then maybe I'll get into it. Otherwise, I'm going to view it extremely casually. I won't be yelling at flags coming out or, you know, upset that someone drops a ball. I probably won't be. But if the energy is high and it's cool again, then maybe, but... Of course the energy is going to be high. Like on both sides. Yeah, but I mean, Ohio State, these guys are auditioning for next year, you know? I mean, it's... The energy is going to be high. I'd be. It's going to be a packed building. Yeah. It just the, the outcome doesn't have a material impact. I mean, like I said, picture for those because I'm sure there are some Missouri fans who are like like you know beside themselves that I'm saying this, but but just go back to this is like Matthew McConaughey and a time to kill. Picture this game being there are eight teams remaining and the winner of this one goes to the final four in college football, mm. and think of that game. And that outcome through that lens, and then compare it to what it is tomorrow night. Right, right. And at that point, I say, no further questions, because that should, and if it doesn't, drive home the disparity. And then also, Florida State's undefeated, and they had 19 guys opt out. So, you know, they're playing in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and it's just a shame. But here's the thing, by the way, it's been this way for a very long time. It's just getting highlighted now. It's like I got rid of my landline in 2000. People like, wow, that's kind of bold. And now who the fuck has a landline? Nobody. But, 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 the, but the, tr- the reason for getting rid of the landline in 2000 was the same as it was in 2023. You don't use it. Yeah. There's no point. I just happened to be, you know, at the time in the minority. Point being is I'm smarter than all of you and I'm ahead of all of you on things and you should listen to me. I think that's the title of today's podcast. I think it's just I'm smarter than you. I think <laughs> just leave it at that and I think people will gravitate towards that title. I do. I think, I think it's a way to make me even more relatable. <laughs> Jackson, I got to go drive and watch six-year-olds skate around with no particular direction. <laughs> it sounds like a blast, brother. All right. Wonderful to talk with you and see with you. Uh, see you, and we will uh, speak with everybody on January 2nd. For Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the Longo Big Studios here on the Inside STL Podcast Network.